Earnings season is finally upon us. This is the earnings season that we've been waiting for for a very long time because it means everything for the stock market. We know that earnings season can absolutely launch the market as well as obliterate the market. So let's see what we have in store. So far, we've gotten earnings from the banks like JPM, Goldman Sachs. We've got some interesting numbers for them that we want to talk about. We've also have earnings coming up in tech that we want to talk about. And everybody's waiting on that because tech has been killing in 2023 killing right and we have some big news from microsoft and apple there's a whole lot to talk about today so i don't even want to waste no more time news let's get into it, my boy yeah so i'm about to share my screen right now everything we share will be in the description below but let's kick it off with the banks and let's kick it off with the largest bank right so jp morgan chase posts record revenue on higher interest rates as shares jump seven percent this article came out at 1201 on april 14th so it is very very recent so here's how the bank did right adjusted earnings of 4.23 uh 4.32 per share versus 3.41 so they so definitely beat earnings right it, it was a very very good quarter for them and if you actually scroll down we're going to link the description but well if you scroll down a little bit they actually were giving some type of guidance update right on how on how the bank is going to do on how the economy is going to do because yes even though they beat earnings and for everyone who doesn't know earnings is essentially like a report card on how the company did in that quarter right so it's like yo did you do well did you not do well eh, okay what, what are you expecting etc etc this is basically giving everything you need to know about the company in this quarter so they beat earnings but what's even more important is, is really the guidance so it says right here the bank also boosted a key piece of guidance that bodes well for the near future it says net interest income will be about 81 billion this year which is about 7 billion more than their previous forecast so that's good right and then over here it says the shares of the bank rose 7.5 percent that's great but here's the guidance the guidance is very very important am i not right Ralph? Yo, guidance is everything. I remember one time Microsoft gapped up on earnings. Once they get guidance, smashed it, bro. It was terrible, terrible. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, think about it. I could be saying, yo, I'm averaging right now 20 points per game. That's that's great. That's what I did for the first month. But then, bro, my knee is not doing too hot. I'm feeling weak. I feel like it's about to give out. Boom. All of a sudden, you're not going to jack me no more, bro. You're going to say, yo, this man's knee is terrible. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's really what it is. But think about it, right? So it says the U.S. economy, and when I say it, CEO Jamie Dimon came out and said, the U.S. economy continues to be generally on a healthy footing. Consumers are still spending, which we know they are, and have strong balance sheets and businesses are in good shape. However, the storm clouds that we've been monitoring for the past year remain on the horizon and the banking industry turmoil adds to these risks because of everything we've been talking about. So with that being said, let's go on to this article right here. So, Rao, let's talk about this. Go ahead. Yeah, so I just wanted to really speak on exactly what Jamie Dimon was saying and, and JP Morgan at large. Like, they have plans to reduce clients' non-operating cash deposits and implement tighter management and execution strategies. So that includes repricing businesses, running off unprofitable products, changing business mixes, and more rigorously evaluating clients. You know what that means, people? That means that they're going to be much tighter when it comes to their lending practices you see that key phrase more rigorously evaluating clients so there's not going to be free-flowing money out going out like that because they'll know the headwinds that may be coming for the economy uh, jamie diamond himself the ceo said he also mentioned potentially trimming down jp morgan's 
mortgage business and adding more low or no capital revenue streams such as data and analytics services so they're pretty much getting ready for potential economic headwinds that may be upon us like like Mooski said things have been good so far consumers are still spending it's been nice everybody lit but what's coming may be a little bit scary that's the thing especially right now we they talked about um net interest income has been good for for banks because the interest rates have been high which means that they're actually they're actually getting a lot of money from the loans that they give out because the interest rates are high and y'all may know that your savings account interest rate has not really gone up not really going up that much mm -hmm. not in comparison to the interest rate of the loans that you want to take out so you know that margin is benefiting these banks the fact that they get so much from the loans that they give out and then when it comes to your savings account they give you a few pennies that's been beneficial to them so we want to see how that dynamic begins to change over the year if the fed were to cut rates and see how that affects these banks balance sheets that's a fact and guys just think about it if you put numbers into it right now we're getting interest rates of like four percent and we're going to break into like the high yield savings account that banks are offering that even other companies that are not banks are offering as well but when we see that four percent or three percent we get so excited we're like yo what we're making four three percent on our money that's lit but when you guys really put into perspective, we're paying loans. Like when if you buy a car right now, you're lucky if you get seven, eight percent, right? It, it it could be ten percent. When you're buying a home, it's it's about like eight, nine percent right now. It's it's ridiculous. So the banks are making way more than what they're offering. Essentially. And on top of that, you know how you said four percent? Those be the high yield savings accounts. Those, regular, those high ones, yeah, facts. The regular savings account that these banks have really be like one percent two percent and it baffles me how some of y'all are still not on like the high yield savings account wave right now it actually baffles me but that's a different story so let's let's move on to the next one right the other large bank so goldman Sachs misses and this is something that you guys are about to learn so make sure you're still watching and make sure you like this video because i'm about to teach you something so it says goldman sachs misses revenue estimates after taking 470 million hit on marcus loans so marcus by goldman sachs obviously is their high yield savings account but this is something to pay attention to just because you miss revenue does not mean that you did not beat earnings and it could also be vice versa why we're saying that is because here's what the company actually reported they said their earnings was 8.79 a share versus the estimate which was 8.10 so it actually did beat earnings is they just missed revenue that's that's all that actually means guys and why that's important to know is because earnings per share is we actually pulled up definition for you guys so earnings per share is a company's net profit divided by the number of common shares it has outstanding it's just indicating how much money a company makes for each share of its stock so it's very important to know and understand, but that's not the end all be all. So even though, right, like, yes, you could you could see companies, I think Rel mentioned it, you can beat earnings, but once again, if your guidance is weak, you're not hitting your revenue numbers, you can be pretty bad, right? It could it can negatively impact you. So we see what the two big banks are doing, and we're about to dive into what other banks like Morgan Stanley will be talking about, because they're also reporting earnings pretty soon. But before we do that, Let's talk about the big news, bro. One of our favorite companies, Apple. What did they do, bro? Apple just launched a savings account with a 4.15% interest rate, which is crazy competition to banks right now because they're going to have to step their game up if Apple is not entering that space. Y'all got to understand, Apple is a very trusted company and Apple already has a lot of our information and that device is always in our hands. <clears throat> and so if they're now in the banking space, 
providing savings account that is huge bro that the banks got to be shaking their boots with that yeah they have to because guys as we just said and i'm about to like scroll down for you guys but just keep in mind right we don't want you just think anyone has access to it it says users must have a apple card to actually open the savings account and they're working with the goldman sachs on this so when i first learned this rel and i were having a conversation we we're like yo does this mean that you know it's going to be with marcus by goldman sachs it's actually not going to be by marcus by goldman sachs so when you scroll down a little bit this is the national average that rel was just talking about right the actual national saving average is 0.35 percent 0.35 that's absolutely hideous. But then you see other banks, right? Like it says some banks are offering you 4.75, but you have to have a minimum balance. With Apple, there is no minimum balance, actually. Marks like Goldman Sachs has 3.9%. Capital One is giving you about 3.5%. So there's different high yield savings account, but Apple breaking into this industry, that's pretty freaking big. And we're about to learn more about them as their earnings come out. And it's big. So like even those companies you have there on that on that screen, like, you know, Vio Bank, v, like CIT. Honestly, people trust Apple more than they trust these institutions, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So Apple entering that space and ha having a higher interest rate than them to pay out their, their clients. Oh, that's that's major. And people may wonder, like, why didn't Apple just do it alone? Apple is not considered a charting banking institution like it's not it's not a chartered excuse me it's not a chartered banking institution that's why they had to partner with somebody in order to offer these savings accounts and none other than goldman sachs right which is extremely reputable as an institution so two reputable institutions coming together beautiful and another thing is guys like just read into this more but what that's what this card and this whole interest you know that they're offering it's going to allow you to basically track the interest that you're already paying and your actual account balance because it's going to be one dashboard that you can look into within your actual phone so it the whole point of apple is ease of use and that's what apple's providing here so that's just some context but let's continue right let's talk about all the earnings so We've already seen Bank of America go, Netflix go on Wednesday. So this is coming up. So by the time you're watching this, you probably have already seen how Tesla's going to be doing, right? So that's another big company. On Thursday, we have TSM, which is a semiconductor. That's another big company. Something that I'm personally interested in is American Express because I want to see how credit card companies are doing. Like, is the debt, the interest, how is that functioning for these people? I'm pretty sure we're not going to get the best news because consumer debt is going to be at an all-time high, in my opinion. And then Procter & Gamble. But next week, Rel, as we spoke about, the heavy hitters, bro. Microsoft, Apple, which, I mean, sorry, Microsoft, Google, Visa. And then right after that, you have Meta. Right after that, you have big players like Amazon, MasterCard, Eli Lilly. So, like, what do you think is going to happen here? Man, listen, I'll tell you this. We have been rallying this year so far in the stock market with these companies, absolutely rallying, and especially tech. And so everybody's wondering, like, why are we rallying so much? It's hard to say, but there is something that can kill the rally, and it's absolutely their earnings. And going into this earnings season, there's actually been a bleak outlook. There's, they're not really expecting, like, experts are not really expecting this earnings season to be good. They're expecting bad numbers, but... The thing about that is it's like that's sometimes done by design in a sense. They know that everyone already expects the earnings season to be bad. So it gets priced in ahead of time. So even if these companies report bad, I don't know if it's going to really tank the market. We have to see. But a lot of stuff gets priced in. Everybody knows they're not going to have good Q1 numbers. 
Yep. Bro, if you think about it, we actually spoke about this on one of the episodes, and I made this very clear. So what Rel just said, let's just, if you guys are watching all our videos earlier, you would have noticed that I said this earlier, that since we're expecting low, you know, Q1 results, that means if we are expecting it, analysts are pricing that in. So when the company beats those estimates, yes, they're beating earnings, but that might not be a good thing because that's not truly the estimate they were actually supposed to be putting onto paper. If that makes sense for you guys. So just because a company is beating those estimates does not mean the pulse of the company is good. So you have to go into more detail and look at the guidance that they're giving. And they're going to be giving weak guidance because you want to sell yourself at like a lower position just so you could beat those expectations. That's that's all that we're going to keep on seeing. So I, I'm, I'm going to be very careful and really looking and paying attention to the earnings that we're seeing right now. Not for a fact, bro, especially tech, especially tech. That's a fact. And then think about it. another part. So now we're transferring over, right? So we're seeing the market not really truly fall, even though there's not many bullish cases out there. The reason for it is because money market funds swell to a record five, oh my Jesus, 5.4 trillion as savers pull money away from bank deposits. So there's money in money market funds and money market funds essentially giving you interest. So they're making interest on it and they're a safe low risk investment so we actually googled really what it meant we did some research on it and let's start with the first investopedia so money market fund is a type of mutual fund that invests in high quality short-term debt instruments such as cash and cash equivalents though not quite quite as safe as cash money market funds are considered extremely low risk on the investment spectrum so we asked chat gpt to do the same thing and it has this whole explanation for what exactly it is but when we asked it to really summarize for us all it says is once again, money market funds are a type of investment where you give your money to a professional who invests in a safe and short-term loan like bonds or commercial paper. And the goal is to earn a little bit of interest while keeping your money safe. So you wanna have that option of having liquidity, but at the same time earning some interest. And when we asked for examples, it actually gave us some examples like the Vanguard Prime Money Market Fund. And then other examples are the BlackRock Fund, the JP Morgan Fund, the American Century Investments, and the other one, which I haven't heard of, but these are examples. And the reason why putting why people are putting money in here, Rel, is because what we spoke about earlier. They want liquidity, bro. Yeah, they want liquidity. They want something to give them a return on their money in a time period where the stock market has not been doing well over the past year. And then, I mean, obviously it's doing better now, but people are expecting headwinds ahead, especially when you see uh, the banking crisis that went on in March. People are like, oh, nah, let's let me find a different place to put my money um, so that it can be safe. And so the thing about this too is as people are depositing money into these banks and then these money market um, accounts, because there's a difference between a money market account and a money market fund. Uh, your money market accounts, and as you see on the screen there, I didn't even realize you're gonna put it up too. Money market accounts, they're offered by institutions like banks. So that means that the banks are the ones that actually have to pay you out with this um, based on the low risk investments they're making on your behalf. But when you have a money market fund, that's kind of something you do on your own through like a brokerage. So, but people have been funneling, funneling money into money market accounts. So now banks have to actually pay out more, which actually affects how much banks get to keep in their own pocket. So mm -hmm. that's why as people funnel money into money market accounts, that actually hurts bank stocks. So we have record amounts heading into money market accounts, especially if things continue to 
if the if the economy continues to slow down that could definitely hurt these banking stocks that's just another thing but i know you were speaking on like the stock market why does it keep going up why does it keep going up yeah because there's people, cash on hand right now people are buying people are essentially i think buying at dips that that they're thinking are dips and people are like yo we have cash buy low sell high that whole theory that everyone thinks about but we've been very um how do i say this in a nice way i'm just gonna say we we've been pretty much saying to you guys the same advice that right now is not the time to really dump a bunch of money into the market because we don't know which way it could go the safe amount and the safe route would really be just to continue putting money that you could afford to lose in the dca factor rather than dumping money in and that's why a lot of people are just waiting on money which i think is smart rather than dumping money in because like yo you don't know which way it's gonna go right now bro people i mean it kind of shows you big money is not really strapped for cash they have we have a record amounts of money market funds and i think people know that there's cash in the economy still that's why the stock market to me has not really just dumped and going to a disgusting level because there's a lot of money on the sideline just waiting to buy that dip mm -hmm. a lot I agree. And then just to just to wrap this up for you guys, right? Since we're speaking of earnings and we know that big companies are going to be reporting, something we did want to discuss with you guys is Microsoft. So Microsoft reportedly is working on its own AI chips that may rival with NVIDIA. So we've been pretty high on NVIDIA on this channel because it's it's one of the best companies in the world. It's very big in the chip industry, everything of that sort. And something that people have to consider with Microsoft is what they've been doing with open ai right so if we scroll down here it says open ai will need more than thirty thousand of nvidia's a1000 gpus right so all the chips that they're going to need for the graphic processing unit because remember open ai is doing everything with the future so thirty thousand chips is a lot of money coming in nvidia's way and a lot of money going out of open ai which microsoft is partnered with so when you think about that now Microsoft's like, yo, it's hoping to have an in-house unit and hoping it could save some money onto its AI push, which is why they're expecting to put a lot of the chips that Microsoft was working on and the chips will most likely, I think it was saying, yeah, right here, it says chips available more broadly into Microsoft and OpenAI as early as next year. So that's something to consider as well. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's smart by them to do that. Like, as we see, it's a whole AI race going on right now. And you have companies like Google and Amazon, which already are producing their own chips for, for the things that they're doing on the AI front. So it's good that Microsoft is pretty much saying, yeah, you know what, let, let us stop outsourcing as well and let's save some costs. It's always better to be an owner anyways, right? You want to go on your own chips. So I think that's that's a good move by Microsoft. And it's it actually set their stock up. And at first, NVIDIA, at first in the pre-market, upon this news, was starting to sell off because they were like, oh, shoot, NVIDIA's going to be losing customers, right? So mm -hmm. it was hurting them a little bit. They did pick back up before the end of the day, but we'll see how this, how this transpires going forward, though. Yeah, because it's going to basically help figure out like our other companies going to start doing that. Is Tesla going to do with that? Is now App Apple already has an M1 and M2 chip that it uses, but like, are they going to completely ditch NVIDIA, right? It's going to be a lot of different things that come about in the next couple of weeks, but even months. But this is definitely interesting that Microsoft, which is one of my favorite companies, if not my favorite company, Rel, because Rel and I have beef about this. We talk about this all the time, but <laughs> like, it it's just very interesting to see that they're going in-house. Yeah, and I and I'll say one more thing about um Nvidia, man. Nvidia, I think that uh they they're setting themselves up 
for a potential fallout. I love Nvidia. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're gonna fall to to lows. I just mean in the sense of their expectations are really high, like really high to the point where it's it's not really sustainable because the slightest thing will make their stock come down pretty aggressively. They've set up a high stage. Like it's almost like people expect too much out of them to the point where like, you ever had that's like there's so much pressure to perform at this point that any little thing nvidia does that's not that great or any competition they get will severely impact their stock so i just think that they're already overvalued when it comes to um if you really look at their numbers like they're kind of overvalued i'm not even gonna lie so uh, i'm i think it's fair to say bro uh i am a holder in nvidia so like i think a lot and i, I know you bro you are too i wasn't sure if you wanted to disclose that but at the end of the day we're both holders in nvidia so like we're not saying this in a bad way that nvidia is a terrible company we believe in nvidia a lot but we have to keep our eye on what actually is happening because as rel just summarized it's it's one move away from having a lot of competition as simple as simple as that but if you're still watching and you like this type of episode please let us know by liking this video commenting your thoughts and subscribe to the channel plus hit that little notification bell because we drop two videos a week you don't want to miss them if you do you're silly watch the video that we dropped on monday because it's a dope video let us know what you think about this earnings seasons but we will catch you on monday until then peace peace